forgotten about that, that little uh, little voice that pops up after last week. Uh, right. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Wild Runners podcast. Um, as always, my, myself, Colin and Dan are on. Uh, how are you, buddy? Hello, mate. Yeah, all good. Preparing myself for Wednesday for this um, epic little run you're going to take me on. Yeah, it's only a little one, mate. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Yeah. It's all good training, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. And there'll definitely be a pint and some cheesy chips or something at the end of it when we get, when we get to a pub. So don't worry about that. Well, for me, anyway, you might still be up there. Yeah, it kind of sounds a bit like a date day to me, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what was it? I sent you the old mock up of Breakback Night and we agreed to do it, didn't I? So. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and our, our guest today is, um, is Dave Blackburn, or uh, otherwise known as the Running Elk from Instagram. So, Dave, how, how are you, buddy? Hello, and thank you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. Like I said before, recovering. Yeah. Um, yeah. So taking a few weeks off just to uh, to recover from uh, the little Snowden challenge I did. Yeah, just, just a little one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, before we start, mate, I just want to say. Um, well, first of all, congratulations on Snowden and also congratulations on your recent marriage. Obviously, thank you very much. Starting to become a you know an honest man, or, or <laughs> trying to be yeah. as as close as we ever get when we've got that you know that, that ring around our finger. To be honest, um, everyone says to me, "How's married life?" And the way I say is it, just it's basically the same. Um, but now I have to listen and do what I'm told. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really good, and thank you very much. Um, yeah. So definitely a long time in the in the making. Uh, obviously, we're, with the uh, with the pandemic, it was put on hold, um, and then we decided to go for it, and yep. we're very glad we did. Cool. So, uh, uh, congratulations, mate. So, how are you uh, are you keeping in in general? Yes, uh, quite well. To be fair, um, I think the uh, the Snowden challenge that was something that kept me on the straight and narrow and kept the fizz going. Uh, I think everyone would have experienced the same ups and downs um you know from last year um and coming out of from from it this this you know this part of the year now you know hopefully no more lockdowns etc etc um yeah definitely doing quite well um like i said just a slight injury which i'm keeping an eye on but all very good this side and uh, like we spoke about and we see on instagram with you know all three of us sat here it's good to see that people are doing quite well and um, cracking on really with everything that's been been going on, and it looks like a lot of people have come out the come out of it from from the pandemic in a good way. So it's nice to see healthy and happy. I think that's the uh, the main two two things to be. Oh, good, glad to hear it, mate. Glad to hear it. Um, so obviously, you know, you already touched on sort of your Snowden challenge, which is something I really want to sort of talk to you about. Um, what we kind of, well, as you know, you've listened to the podcast, we kind of like to go like, you know, back to the beginning for a bit, you know, find out a little bit more about you, your running history. So like, you know, where's it sort of start for you? Um, for me, I think when it sort of came to uh, a lot of when like sort of I got noticed on Instagram and, and by yourselves um, was June, uh, probably July last year. I'd always been a, quite a big runner, um, whether it be, long distance or um, doing a lot of tabbing, mountaineering, that sort of stuff, you know, long distance trekking, basically. Um, I think running is the, the right word for it. A lot of people say, oh, you know, you, you, you can do ultra running and 
running over the hills. You don't rarely do a lot of running when you're in the hills. It's mainly plodding. Um, <laughs> and I think my version of plodding, to especially my friend's version of plodding, who joined me on the, who's my support team on the snow trip, you know, if I said to him, oh, we're going to be plodding today, he'd look at me and laugh and say, right, well, enjoy, because I'll see you in two hours. You know, my, my version of plodding to his version is a bit different. However, um, yeah, that's kind of, I always sort of did a lot of that um, from a very early age. Um, but it was July last year where um, I, had, I was May, yeah, well, it would have been May time last year. Um, had a couple of pictures taken of myself, you know, as you do, sat in the garden, everyone was on lockdown. And I kind of looked at that picture and went, wow, I've, I've kind of put a bit of weight on. Um, I'm probably not in the healthiest of body or mind. And I went, well, how do I change this? So, of course, with the only of one hour of phase that you're allowed to do a day and gyms not being open and all the other things that we had readily, readily available to us, I was like, right, well, I'm going to stop running again. So got a set of trainers, well, which I already had, um, pulled them out the, the wardrobe, dusted them off and started doing a bit of, you know, a couple of Ks, a couple of miles a day. And then, pardon me, uh, the challenge that I had set myself was it was the anniversary of my um, mother's death from cancer and um, I said you know what it was it was like the 34th year or something of her dying I said you know what I'm going to do I'm going to do five miles a day for 34 days off the bat you know I wasn't really sort of there with the running at the time um, but I said oh I'm going to give it a go it's going to be that like sort of boost that I need to, to get back into the sport and uh, instead of just doing it for myself um, decided to raise money for what's now Young Lives Versus Cancer, um, or Click Sergeant, as, as, as the majority know it, um, which I've raised money for before, doing various things. And I said, you know what, let's get it sorted. Got in touch with the uh, regional coordinator, uh, Sophie, for the Northwest, and uh, went from there. And then you guys noticed it, because I think you were doing the a running challenge at the same time, I believe. You had your, or the, nah, what's now the, the, you know, the, the sort of, Wild Runners were doing a sort of mileage thing for September, I believe it was. I think mine went from August to September. Yeah, yeah I think we, yeah, for the because um, September is the Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So me personally, I've I've supported them for about twelve years now. Mm -hmm. um, so always trying to do something every year. So this is why now, like the Wild Runners have now introduced our new challenge coming in September. Yeah, um, and that's what we're going to do every year. We're just going to change it about a bit. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's like our priorities now is like just one once a year where we ask you guys to join in. Yeah, um, but yeah, it would have been through the click side and thing that we, mm -hmm. you know, we try to get them involved in with us as well. Yeah, because um, we're all fighting for the same reasons, mm -hmm. which makes a quite a big difference as well. Yeah, I think I what, well, and then I remember you guys getting in touch with me and said, you know, do you want to be part of this and all that? And I, I, I was basically, sort of, I think I was like on the, like following you guys or following a lot of a few of your runners anyway. And then it was just nice to be invited into the community, the Wild Runners community, which I now love because it keeps me, um, what's the word for it, uh, training and also sort of accountable of my training. You know, I you think, oh, I want to get up, I want to do the 5K Fridays, which I've missed a few of, but, I mean, that's understandable, I think, for the last couple of weeks. We'll let, um, we'll let you off. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I did wear my 5K 
Friday t-shirt on that challenge. And I was like, I hope this makes up for not doing it on Friday. And being on Saturday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. But I was like, yeah, we'll see. Um, and yeah, and then that's, that's how it sort of came about. And then I got the bug again. I just got the running bug again and went, right, let's, let's do it. Let's set up some big sort of challenges for myself and to raise a bit of money. And uh, it's just going to keep going from there, I think. It's going strong. Yeah. Did you like when you were at school and what have you? Did you do um, like in sports and what have you? I was always um, a very sort of active kid. I was never sort of very academic. Academic, you know, I was never good at maths, English, anything like that. Really, um, I was good at sports. Swimming was my big sport. Um, loved it. Swam for county. Um, you know, swam for town. That sort of stuff. And uh, then moved across to like hockey and ice hockey and things. Um, just never really sat still as a kid and I think it was in my last year where I was training to join the army because I'd already done the tests and everything to get in so I knew from a very young age you know from like 15 16 that I was going to join the forces and um part of that was like they would say right get your running fitness up because it was always been a big part of it uh and I was actually looking back and I saw that I did a 10 mile run for children in need while I was in school in my last year in school um all the way from Buckley, where I lived, from this is in school time, by the way, um, to Conneskey swimming baths where my dad worked, and then back, and it worked out for about ten miles. You know, quite hilly as well, being Wales. And yeah, that was like sort of my first big sort of run thing that I ever did. And then you know, all I seemed to do for the last for the next seventeen years of a very sort of long army career was run a lot, whether it be in weights or trainers, it was little boots or something. But you always seem to. Never, you never go a week without doing at least two or three runs. So, yeah. of some sort, yeah, yeah. So yeah, always been kind of active. Always like sports. Always love following sports. And um, again, once you get that bug, you you don't sort of stop, do you? Well, you hope not to. Yeah, I think it definitely like it becomes part of who you are, doesn't it? Running. Like... Yeah, it it keeps you fit, active. For me, it definitely keeps my mind in check. Um, I, find, I think a lot of other people agree that, you know, you can blow off steam at the end of a day by literally just going out and doing three or four miles. It doesn't have to be three or four miles. It can be a mile run, but it's just getting out there, putting the trainers on and having that time to yourself. You know, it's just always good to do. Yeah, it's that switch off time, isn't it? Like just, uh, I mean, I'm a morning runner, but yeah, I love the morning runs. Just, uh, no, mate, just set yourself up for the day, I find. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I, I've sort of gone towards more work, got a bit busier, so I've gone more towards the evening runs now. Mm. Um, I just seem to just, it, it just fits into my sort of um, working life a bit better. But there is that time that you can, in the morning, go and do two miles. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing a 5K every morning or most mornings if I needed to, because um, I'd still be back in enough time to get myself ready and go to work. I'm, I'm an early riser anyway, yeah. so it does help. That come from your time in the army, the early rises of it, sort of having to get up at the crack of dawn. I blame my dad because he was he was in the forces in the seventies, and it, he never sort of left it. If that makes sense, it was always part of him, and he was always an early wake up person. And to be fair, and definitely hats off to him, it paid off for me in later life because I can't really lie in, and if I do, I'm because I'm hungover. Um, but other than that, no, I like to get up, do stuff, even if it's just around the house or. Yeah. Um, anything like that so yeah I just I, it did help a lot being in the army and getting up early morning um, but yeah it just, it just paid off I think in future life especially now um, you know 
working as a normal person, which is quite nice. Well, I wouldn't say I'm normal, but <laughs> <laughs> in normal life as it's supposed to be. Yeah. What, what is it you do for, for work now? So I work um, for a company in Liverpool that does CCT and fire, um, and fire um, installation and maintenance, uh, alarms, things like that. Um, really good company, it's a security company. They more deal with security guards, receptionists, a lot for the NHS. Um, so when COVID hit, I've actually, actually only been in the job about a month. Um, so as you can imagine, everyone, well, as you know, everyone was worried about work and, and everything, but our boss basically turned around to me, like, again, only knowing that I'd been with him a month, said, your job's secure. Um, you know, we're not going to furlough you. But what he did say was, right, go and sit on the couch and be ready for call-outs. So anything goes wrong, just go out to there. But what we did find was with everyone sort of being at home, so our sites were walking centres, some were schools, places like that. It was a perfect opportunity for us to get into these places with no one else being there and doing some like really spot on maintenance. So we put it forward and said, well, you know, we, we prefer to be out working in the working day. And he totally agreed because, you know, he's paying us and he wanted, he wanted us, you know, he's getting his money worth out of us. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. And so we worked right away through the pandemic. Um, but, you know, people go on, oh, did you not feel worried or, or anything like that? No, because where we were, there was no one there bar the person opening and closing the door. Yeah. So, and some of the sites we were actually key holders for. So we had fully at full access to the building without having anyone there. So it worked out really well. And I've got to say to, to my boss, I will mention the company, uh, Samson Security, um, and managing director Zara and John, they were so good to their employees during that time. Um, but I know a lot of companies weren't, not with the company in the same reach aspect, because I don't know, but you know what I mean? You heard in the, Certain pubs, etc., in the news and all that, would treat the staff really poorly. Um, they were fantastic, paid us all the way right throughout, and you know we just knew the job was secure. And it, yeah, so fantastic, and hats off to them. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I'm going to plug away. Anyone in the northwest that needs CCTV or fire and stuff, then <laughs> remember the name and yeah, give us a shout. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I mean. You definitely learned a lot about the company you worked for at the start of the pandemic, didn't you? Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think you can also say a lot about just people in general, can't you? You know, you soon learn who your friends were, you could rely on and things like that. Whereas previous oh, you couldn't. Of of course, of course. I think it brought a lot of people together more. Um people met people all the people they'd never met before. Uh, us free prime example I and mean, you two knew each other I, I didn't know you you know um but through instagram running etc etc and people have become quite good friends from it you know what i mean You're chatting away and um social media definitely played a big part in that uh, which was which was great usually i curse social media for a lot of things <laughs> but yeah but you know um it was there when it was needed and it did well mm. yeah yeah i think um we've also learned a lot from event companies haven't we Oh. with the way they treat people you know you realize that a lot of companies are just money orientated mm -hmm. and those ones that look after you you know they're going to have massive rewards over the next few years because people will book them first they'll put them as their priority for events mm -hmm. you mean like the you know, like the ocr races that you do and everything did you have any dramas with any of the companies that you booked with from them or did you Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've had a few, quite a few issues with with certain companies. Um, 
uh, and they've you know they've lost a lot of money from myself mm-hmm. and I know other people that have been treated the same and yeah. you know I've said they wouldn't do events with them yeah mm-hmm. I mean there's two I mean they they've gone under now um they, they were just awful what what annoys me is just not communicating like mm-hmm. I know appreciate they know as much as what we do like they ain't got a special little red phone going straight to Doris's office <laughs> um but at least just dropping in by saying that we're waiting for the next announcement we'll let you know what we're going to do then yeah um yeah. and I appreciate that a lot of them couldn't give out refunds I get that because a lot of these companies they're working on so say if you book a ticket for next year that money is kind of going to the following year's events yeah so you know they can't give out refunds but a little bit of communication doesn't hurt um, yeah just mentioning that we're sorry this that, and the other yeah put, yeah. put your priority booking next time you go yeah. okay accept yeah. it people have got to get paid Please, you know bills have got to be done etc etc uh, a good company was the uh they're called Always Aim Higher, I think, in Wales. They do a lot of the slow, uh, snowman, man triathlons and everything. Uh, they have been absolutely fantastic with communication during this whole pandemic because there was a lot of uh, triathlons and stuff that had to be changed, moved, etc. Uh, I believe that they bumped everyone who booked for last year onto this year's, and then obviously there was a few spaces left for whatever. Uh, they had to cancel the Snowden triathlon, which was supposed to be in July. So that still got cancelled. But they've moved everyone across again next year. And it was literally an email to say, really sorry, this, that, and the other. And you know what? You're happy with that because you go, right, I know where I stand now. Yeah. There's no, yeah. you know, the, the, there's no problem with that. And uh, even on their social media. So there was something on their Facebook and it said it was a, it was a other, it was another marathon. And I misread it because it was another Snowden type marathon, um, if that makes sense. And I was like, oh, is it back on? I've not heard anything. And they literally, commented on my comments and said really sorry uh, if to make if we've made confusion blah 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 no it's not this one it this is a different one your slot is for next year and i was like right happy that's great so someone was monitoring that facebook page you know they've got some one of their team members and they had the time to go on and say you know to to one person out of a thousand odd people to go really sorry our mistake or you're you know you've read it wrong all sorted great yeah but communications were the best thing for it so yeah it's yeah. easy now with social media it's so easy to stay in contact with people as well mm-hmm. and i think that's what annoys people a, a lot more because it's not like they have to go out and email everyone as such you know you could put a thing on facebook and stuff like that and then if people contact you via email because they're not on social media you know you could just send even if you send a generic reply yeah and you know like a bit like what colin said i mean the way I look at events, I, d- I don't want a refund. I've paid for that event. You know, I'll do it next year. You know, I'm not worried about them giving my money back. But a lot of them didn't seem to grasp grasp that concept. They, I think they thought everyone, if they cancel the event, everyone would just say, right, I want my money back. Mm-hmm. And I'd lose out. But I, it's not the case. I think we all, we all understand that everything's out of their hands. Yeah, I mean, the best one I dealt with was um, Overload. Uh, which I'm running in a couple of weeks. I haven't even run their race before, but they cancelled it literally as soon as we went to lockdown and said, look, at the moment is when the time we would need to start paying our supplies for things because we can't guarantee it's going to go ahead. Mm-hmm. We're cancelling this year. You can either have a refund, like a full refund, no, no handling fee bullshit or anything like that, or mm-hmm. 
just you can move it to, to 2021 and they literally gave everyone a choice I said well just move it to 2021 but I, I won't ever forget that because it's like well you you know you're spot on with how you handled it so now you'll be one of the first events that I always I've booked yeah you know so yes yeah, it's, it's not difficult to give good service and just communicate and that's what like especially when it's when it's you know i can imagine like the mds of those companies you know they pride themselves on having great events and people there and um, why would you not take the time with your livelihood to communicate to the basically the people that are paying your wage it's a bit yeah you know so yeah uh, you know i think also a lot of them um, these two companies in particular they started to hide behind the furlough scheme so, mm-hmm. so you send an email and you just get an out-of-office reply on saying, you know, we're all on furlough, we'll get back to you, you know, when we're not. And it's like, okay, so you're telling me that every single person <laughs> in that company is on furlough. <laughs> like, don't give me that shit. And yeah. even if someone was, you could have your, whoever looks after your social media is going, right, do me a favour, log on once a week, mm-hmm. just respond to an email or emails, and then log off or pop a post on do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really don't think they, the government would be claiming all their money back if you did that. No, no so exactly. They were hiding behind it a lot. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But as, like I say, I, as I said at the start, we, we've all come out the end of it, um, hopefully, all he- he- happy and healthy. And uh, yeah, um, things, things are now going ahead and we're getting back into it. So got to be happy with that. Yes. I mean, hopefully, no more lockdowns. That's just what I want. No more, mm-hmm. no more. Lockdowns. It's it's not going away. We got to live with it. So just let us live with it and don't start cancelling. You know, locking us down <laughs> again because done with that shit. I I don't think it will happen now. Um, and you know, I think we all know people. Some some family members came close, or they did get it. Um. Or, you know, unfortunately, some people actually died from it. Um, and it's a shame. It really is. And, um, and I know the attitude is, like, we, we do have to get on with it and live with it now. Um, and let's just be careful, basically. I think it taught us a lot of how social interaction can, um, you know, obviously, when if something like that happens, like a pandemic, it, it can affect a lot of us. Um, I was out on Friday. I'll admit I was out on Friday and, you know, it was nice to be doing normal stuff. It really was. And you sort of don't, I'm never going to take it for granted again. I think I came from a place where, you know, with that, I was sort of, you could have that taken away from you anyway. Um, but on a different scale, you know, it wasn't like a world scale. It was just like what you were doing at the time. So, you know, drink, not drinking for me was, was fine for six months, but beer was ready available. You can go and buy it in the shop. Um, but sitting at home drinking beer with, you know, with, with just your wife can be an absolute nightmare sometimes, you know. <laughs> Not the same as being in the pub with the lads. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so, you know, you know, I, you know I'll never take that. They just don't get the again. offside rule. They just don't no, understand it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, I think I think my wife can drink, drink better than I can. So I think that's a, that's a drama. Oh, she was drinking under the table. Is that what it is? I don't, I don't like it. I don't be, I like to think I'm a good drinker, but I'm blatantly not. <laughs> So, 
obviously the, the Snowden challenge you've just done. Um, for anyone who, do you want to give a bit of a backstory about what it was you were doing, just in case anyone listening didn't, um, yeah, didn't yeah, see it? Yeah, sure. So um, the Snowden challenge. So I've always wanted to do, I, I, it's kind of strange. I, I've got this weird sort of relationship with Snowden. Um, I absolutely love the place. Uh, Slamberis, the uh, little town which sits beneath it. Um, I absolutely adore that little town it's a place where i'd love to move to may retire to uh, when we're, we're all done with work and life um the lake the the electric mountain there's a mountain called the electric mountain there's an old like sort of slate coal mine, you know like a slate mine the wells is quite renowned to them um beautiful running routes uh, beautiful climbing routes it's like a adventurer's back guard you know what i mean it's, it's just an adventure center for people who are into that sort of stuff um but there's the sort of six definite routes going up to snowden and I've always wanted to do those routes, um, whether it be over a couple of days or, you know, over a week, just every day, go up, do one route up and down. So I was trying to think of something big to do. Um, uh, you know, this isn't the first sort of big challenge I've ever done. Um, but to involve Snowden, I said, right, I'm going to do the six, six routes of Snowden. The original plan, if anyone was following it, um, and I kept reverting that we've got, reverting back to we've gone to plan A. So plan A was do three routes up, three routes down in 24 hours. Then I got a bit excited. I think I got a bit too excited. I just got a bit excited. I said, no, no, I'm going to do the six routes up and down in 24 hours. We had a couple of logistical nightmares. Well, nothing too major, something that we were used to sorting out with and doing it, you know, but it kind of threw me a bit and when it happened. So basically we got there nice and early. Um, I... I'll, I'll take full responsibility, did not check that the parking at the Penna Pass car park, which is on the two, two of the major routes, the first two I did was the miners and the pig trap, is now pre-booking. So because of COVID and everyone's sort of um, holidaying at home and all this sort of stuff, and, you know, Snowden's a big place, especially in some holidays, a lot of people go. So they moved that car park to free parking because apparently it's been a bit of a nightmare. I mean, they've had arguments with people there and all sorts, you know. Um, so that kind of threw me. So I was a bit like, right, how am I going to do this now? How am I going to play this? So the plan was to have the anyone who was supporting me in that car park all day, they would be like the central point. I would ring them when I needed food, water from a, each track. So I'd go down track, go down a track from the miners, have a food, water, water stop, change my socks, run back up the same track, go and do another one. They would be, you see what I mean? So it, it, I would never leave them out. Once I was on the mountain, I'd never leave the mountain, basically. Mm. Um, but because of that, even though it kind of still would have worked um, with phone signal, all this sort of stuff, I said, right, well, I'll take my car down. I'll park it in the electric mountain car park, which is down the bottom in Slamberis. And Duffy, Christian Duffy, my best friend, my best man at the wedding. Um, my, my, he was basically my support team for very that very start. He was going to then take his car with my kit, food, water, etc., and follow me basically around the mountain you know we had a, he had a map he, he knew where it was it's, it's just a big road that goes around the mountain it's not hard to find all the sort of routes of car parks anyway so we said right we'll do all six as planned up and down great we'll just be in contact and then i put my check my tracker on and it just wouldn't work so i'm sat there thinking i can't get my tracker online um haven't brought my laptop with me haven't got anything like that so i can't reprogram it so i said right we're going to go with the original plan, three routes up, three routes down. This is where it's going to be. I'll have my phone on me all the time. I'll go off my phone. 
uh, and it just went from there. And I can't lie to you, after coming down on the second one, so second ascent going down the uh, the foot side of been on the fourth route, I was kind of thinking, I'm very glad I've gone to plan A because this was a little bit harder than I thought it would have been originally. And I thought to myself, the whole challenge I was going around going, someone says to me, you know, you didn't do the six up and down. I had to come, please go on that mountain and you don't do it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that can do it. <laughs> I know there will be, but I was like, I'm not a professional ultra runner. And uh, this is something that is was hurting. But um, it was a great experience from, from there. So it ended up being three routes up, three routes down. And um, I did it in 11, just about 11 hours. And it amounted to, I put, I put it down to about 22.5 miles. I think it's a bit more if you add on, you know, the car park, run into the yeah. car park, except, you know, because it's start from each route. So, yeah, it was probably about a marathon in about 11 hours going up and down Snowden. Yeah, I mean, there's marathons and then there's marathons with that sort of elevation, isn't there? Mm. You know, and it's, it's a, you know, someone can say I did a marathon on the road, but then when you, you like I said, you add in mountains and off-road, that's, it's a, it's a different sport, do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's totally different. Yeah. So, you, so you, you, you physically went up to one route, came down a separate route and did that mm-hmm. to Three times in this, yeah. So something three yeah. times, yeah. Yeah, that's right. What? Okay, so what routes was your favourite, and which one were you just thinking, "I hate this"? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, we all know that feeling. I hate my life. Why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Why do um, I make such bad decisions? Um, God, I've been asking myself that for thirty-five years. So, <laughs> um, so I. Uh, Definitely enjoyed the miners track. So the miners track is very flat to start. It's uh, you can run most of it, um, and I started off on that one for the pure reason that so I needed to warm my legs up. So that's the one below the pig track, isn't it? That's the one below the yeah. pig track. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you've ever done snow, then you'll know that. If you ever done like things like the free peaks, you should go up the pig track as part of the free peaks. Yeah. It's it. It's where. Yeah. So the miners is the nice easy one that you come down afterwards. You go and do that one. So I ran that one because I knew nice easy, get my legs warmed up. Uh, got to the summit and I think I did that. So I left about half seven and I was messaging Duffy and Nina about half eight, 25 to eight, uh, 25 to nine, sorry, saying I'm not that fast, saying um, that's the first one done. So I knew that was like, I'm warmed up. That was an enjoyable one. Great scenery as well. You know, people are just starting to walk up the mountain at that time. Um, and then running down uh, the pig track which was also enjoyable because people were just starting their first morning ascents. You know, a lot of groups going up, people going up just like from a lot of Londoners, actually. Um, always chatty as well. I don't know. I think that's just the trait of people down from down south, especially when they're in mountains. They get like all excited. It's great. Um, you know, I'm running with my head down and I'm they're all like, oh, like chatting away, which is, which is quite nice. There's a lot of support as well from people there. Um, they're asked because I think as you know yourself, if you're in your running kit, you've got your vest on and, you know, your, your hydration pack and, you got a cap or a running vest. And so they always go, are oh, you doing it for charity? This and the other. And, you know, I was, I was quite open about what I was doing. And I said, oh yeah, it's my first one today. And they were like, oh, what do you mean your first one? I said, oh, I'm doing it three times. And, you know, I was always like, bloody hell. And I can't do a, I can't do a Southern accent. Um, you know, but it was always like, there's a lot of swearing involved as well from them thinking I'm mad. I think I'm a bit annoyed. Um, but no, it was, it was great. Uh, people, you know, cheering, clapping, all that sort of stuff. So the miners was a very enjoyable one. 
the Rangers path, which I did the the final ascent on, which is the third one, that's a very enjoyable one. It's very steep, flat iron section, but very enjoyable, great views as well. The Clag did bugger off for a couple of minutes. The worst one was called the Watkin path. Have you ever been up it? Do you guys know it? Um, no, I mean, I've done Snowden four times and all four I've done, done it by the pig track. Uh-huh. Um, and I've come down that way three times and then the other time I went down the Lambaris path. So, Lambaris path, yeah, yeah. Those are the reasons that I know. Mm-hmm. So when you're going to Snowden again, give me a bell and we'll go up the Watkin path. Okay. And it was obviously the second one I was going up and it's just a very gradual incline the whole way. Okay. And it's just... I mean, my legs were woke up, but you, I could feel it. Um, I could feel them tightening a little bit, but it, you can't run. It's just a, I, it's a gradual incline all the way till you hit the clag, and then there's no path at all, and then you've got to scramble your way to the top. And this is one of those moments you're thinking, what am I doing? Oh, I haven't eaten anything. I'm an idiot because I've, I've had two boily sweets and half a Mars bar. Um, to try and get up this hill and so I need some food I need more I need to drink more and I sort of judged every route via how much I was drinking as well so I'd like I, I need to be out of you know a litre of water I need to be drinking at least two litres of water each time I'm doing this by the time I got to the top that was gone so I had to do the whole way down on the, the you know the fourth fourth route down with no water at all I just basically just get to the bottom yeah um, yeah because the walking path really took it out of me yeah, um, so that was the least the favourite. And my, I think my favourite would have been the Flamberry's Path running down because I knew it was the end. Um, yeah. But it's a very nice total straight down. Lots of people to chat to on the way. You can take your time if you wish. There was yeah. phone signal, so I was calling people on the way down as well because I knew I'd done it. Um, yeah, that, I think that was the, the, the better part of it. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, it's funny that we were talking about the Lamberry's Path actually. Uh, the other the other day, weren't we? Because that would I would have been coming down that route for the Man versus Mountain, mm-hmm. and I was saying I was quite looking forward to that because that looks when we came down it, I was like this this would be a good runnable route. Oh, definitely. Like, is it? You know, it's not too steep. There's no nasty, like you know, it's it's a good path to run, good gradient. You probably get some good speed up and just kind of let gravity do the work for you. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, this path, like say the Watkin path, you couldn't really run down. Yeah, not the first bit anyway. You're scrambling most of the way. Um, the other ones, the Rangers have been nice ones to run down. Um, uh, but the Thamberis path is is a lovely way to do it, and you follow the, the the track for the most of it, the train. So you know, um, yeah, and the views are just spectacular, especially on a good day. Yeah, you're getting all that as well. So if you if you did it again, what would you change? Um, I would probably not just think I know a lot about because things have, about the mountain because things have changed. Obviously, restrictions of car parking and stuff like that. Um, and I would probably change uh, the time I started. Um, okay. So I didn't start till half seven. I think I'd have gone for first light, which I think was about half five. Okay. Yeah, just. I picked the right time of year. I did a lot of research into it. I know a lot about the mountain anyway, but I think that would have just been the one thing I changed. Mm. Making sure the car parks are, I, you know, there's, I booked it there and then, or beforehand, and um, just the time I started, really. Yeah. 
So were you able to get into the um, Penny Pass car park at all? Uh, what they did was the two guys who were looking after the car park, so the, the, the sort of wardens, um, I told them what I was doing and Duffy mentioned it to him as well. So they allowed him to pull into like the sort of drop-off bay and wait for me. Okay. Where usually they'd be ushering people on. They were yeah. they were very kind and said, oh no, you know, you've said what he's doing. Just get yourself in there. Um, and that, because it actually worked out better for us that, because what he did was he would pick me up from say, you know, one car park and then we, we'd drive to the next one and then start the route from there. And it just worked out a lot better um, yeah. doing it that way. So it's a good little challenge. I think it actually, if I was ever going to design a race, that would be a race I would do. Okay. Is you'd have to shuttle people from car park to car park, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like the Welsh 3000s where you do go to car parks at certain points. But mm. yeah, it's getting the logistics of it right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be because it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's obviously like a sort of star sort of thing, isn't it? So you got to get yeah. to point A, B and C. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is there any other sort of challenges similar to that that you've sort of got cooking away at the minute? Uh, the only one like I said I was, I was laughing with you before is I've I just realised that I've booked on to the Conway Marathon next month and I totally forgot I did it. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a bit of a rest. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to start my training for that again. Um, but I've got to have two. I've got to have two weeks off. Uh, my right leg is not in good order after doing that, after doing Snowden. Mm. so i'm going to rest that for a little bit um that's with everything as well so that's with hockey with uh running um the whole lot it's just basically just resting it up go to work come back get on the sofa it's actually quite nice because the three days after i finished snowden i booked off and um i got to sit on the couch for basically two days watching the olympics which i really enjoyed <laughs> so that was me i thought it was great yeah yeah the thing is with your with your marathon run as well i mean i think having the, the rest will pay off because you know you've got the mental strength to get through that because of what you've just done on Snowden. And obviously, you've obviously got a good set of legs on you as well to, you know... You've been looking at me pictures. <laughs> I can only dream my legs like that, mate. <laughs> and as for that incline, I think it takes me about five years to get that incline <laughs> where I live. That is true, yeah. Yeah, it's a very, it's very, is it very flat where you are, where you're from? Yeah, I can run for like an hour around mine and I get on average about nine metres elevation. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not the best for, for hill training around my way, I must admit. No, 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 definitely not. So the stairs coming, Andy, you keep going up and down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, you can't track that on my Garmin, though. No. I tried that. <laughs> that was another thing as well. Um, I've been very sort of, and I've heard you guys mention it before about like, you know, tracking and uh, like, you know, your garments and, you know, people said to me, I'll get this watch, get this tracker. This. Um, it was kind of nice to do that challenge without the pressure of having a tracker or having to worry about my speed, time, cadence, heart rate, anything like that. I basically, it, can, it was kind of like going back to doing something, you know, in like 2005, 2006, uh, where you didn't really sort of, I didn't really bother, really bother with that sort of stuff. But I just, I had my phone on me. But I thought if I use my phone, it's going to use a lot of the battery, and I, I need it for safety, you know, to call if I need any, any help, um, and then for music. But I didn't even listen to music that whole, that whole challenge. I didn't put music on at all. I just ran my race, um, and it was kind of nice. I know the importance, like you know, for fight you like the five Ks that we do, and 
clocking up for challenges and stuff. And so I, I use, you know, and I'm, I'm like the worst for it. You know, Nina says I'm an Insta slut. I'm like, oh yeah, picture, you know, there's me, the time, the speed, all that. Or I put, I put, took five minutes off my 5K, whatever. Um, but it was nice to have all the build up and always looking at my speed, time, distance, um, all that. And then to actually do the challenge with none of that, just do it for myself, you know, do it for the charity and then have a, my friend or Nina put on social media going, he's just done this or myself, you know, like I, I think I posted like a few second summit, third summit, yeah. there's me done. Yeah. There was no, I, I think it was yourself, Colin, wasn't it? Who said like, you know, if you've got the track, it'd be great to follow you, great to <clears> watch <throat> it and stuff like that. But I just could not get it online. And I was like, do you know what? I'll just do it without. Yeah. And I think it paid off for me because I was just like, I wasn't worried. I didn't have Big Brother watching me. It was like, I'm on my own. I, the only person I've got to do it for now is myself. So yeah. I would suggest to anyone if, you know, we're, we're all bad for it. And if you like using all this stuff, but just go and do, I don't know, a 10 mile run without anything, not looking at your time, not looking at your watches, all that sort of stuff and just see the difference. I did it a couple of weeks before and, I just went for like a 5k with nothing, you know, no phone, no watch. And I really enjoyed it. I just really, cause I wasn't worried about the time. I just, just went yeah. and did it. You know, yeah, I've, I've been a bit like that cause my Garmin actually messed up. My screen went mm-hmm. so like when we done mud seven, uh, whenever it was last weekend or whenever mm-hmm. I haven't had a watch for two weeks. So, you know, I roughly know routes around where I live now, how far it is. Like you said, it's quite nice because, you, you you know, you don't worry about your pace. You don't worry about absolutely anything. You just literally go out, you know. I think, for me, that, that was actually better for my mind as well because mm-hmm. I'm consciously always looking at my watch thinking, oh, yeah. you know. I have, yeah. in the past, I've gone out. Like, in the winter, I find a marathon training. If I wear, like, long-sleeved base layer, that covers mm-hmm. my watch. So I actually find that quite nice because it just... You know, it tracks, not, it tracks my run, but I'm not actually constantly looking at it all the time to seeing what pace and that I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend it to anyone. Just give it a go. I mean, it was quite funny because uh, I there was someone on Facebook who, what was it? It was some sort of challenge or something I was doing. And we were using the same app. So I used the Under Armour running app. And this guy called Bob Young, I've never met him before in my life, goes, oh, I'll add you to the group. And then you know, we'll just clock your workouts. I was like, yeah, great. Now, I've ne- never met this bloke in my life. We're not part of the same virtual running groups, nothing like that. But every day or every week, I get on my phone, Bob Young has completed a workout. And I'm like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> good, on for, good on him. You know, well done for getting out there. But I have no other ways of communicating with him because I've lost him on Facebook. So now my phone for probably the next 10 years will have Bob Young's workouts coming through. And I'm like, that's really good. Like, he probably gets the same from me. And he's probably saying the same thing. But I'm like, how do I delete this man from my phone? I, I don't, you know, it's just, oh. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's a gripe of social media of mine. I'm like, who is this man? Hey, if anyone knows Bob Young and yeah. yes, David Blackburn's completed a workout, please get in touch with him and tell him to talk to me and get him deleted off my thing, please. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, it's, good to see he's, it's good to see he's getting out there running, but I'm just like, come on, hey, play the game. Yeah, I mean, personally, I like, I mean, I record everything, like, everything. My my Garmin's linked straight up to Strava, which mm-hmm. I could do without Strava, like, I can take it or leave it. Like, I go through phases, sometimes I'm like, 
really competitive on segments and stuff like that. But I haven't really even bothered having a crack at any for for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to re- I just like to record stuff and I, I like data. But I know exactly what you're saying. Sometimes it's nice to probably do what you do, Dan. Like sometimes I'll put a buff over it so when I'm running, I'm not looking at it and then just run on yeah. off a of feel. Mm-hmm. So. But no, I still like to record it. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I say I think we all do. Um, it's just one of those. It was nice to do Snowden without it. Yeah. Kind of kind of go back to old school. There was a thing in the army where like you'd be doing certain eight milers and PT or whatever, and they'd make you take your watches off because you shouldn't be worrying about the time. You should just be worrying about getting to the finish, basically. Mm. And I and I was a person like that for it. If I ever was teaching lads to do certain stuff or whatever, I'd be like, right, take your watches off. You know, this is eight miles. You follow us. You get in what time we tell you at the end. And in a way, it stops you, um, one, either burning yourself out because you're trying to beat a certain time, or two, thinking, I, I've not, I'm not going to make it, so I'm going to stop. And that was always a big thing. So lads would look at their watch and go, oh, I've only got like 10 minutes to get in. I'm not going to make it. So they'd kind of just slow down and walk in but really if you push someone right to the end yeah they may not come in in the time that they needed to but at least they put 100% effort into getting to the finish and I think that's equally important um you know especially if it's on like a, a course or you know like a like say a challenge or something like that you're not you're not going right well I'm not going to make the time the cutoff so I'm not going to go to the end where a lot of races now have cut off times at certain points so yes, it's important to know that you're going to make it, but are you, you know, would you have made it if you'd have been going 100, 100% or if you'd have dropped to 60, 75% because you think, oh, I'm not going to make it. But if you didn't have that, you may have pushed yourself that little bit further, made the check off and then finished the race. Uh, check yeah. Off and finished the race. So yeah, it's a good little tester, I think for, for yourself as well as other people. Hmm. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. So obviously, you know, you mentioned obviously, you know, the the army there. Um, how long were you in it in, in total for? Uh, all in all, I was in for seventeen years. I had a, a year break um, from about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Um, uh, rejoined for various reasons, and um, and then I decided to sort of leave. I had a, um, I just sort of looked at it and went, you know, I, I want to try something new sort of you know um start establishing a different career um i think i could have gone all the way um you know uh with 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 it and uh, you know i look at my friend he's got four years left now and i'm like well that could have been me but then in four years i'm gonna have to get out and start a new career especially you know at the age of 40 which people do you know they have they have tons of you know tons of wealth and experience and doing do really well um but I, i thought to myself i need to get out and try something different um, and i'm glad i did i've now hopefully falling on my feet with the career I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still uh, am part of the reserve forces um, in Wigan. Um, same type of unit that I was in, in the regular army. A great bunch of people, you know, really good. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. It's nice to sort of, like you say, keep your foot on it, keep yeah. your hand in what, in what you're doing. Um, you know, it, it tops the wages up, which is always good. Um, but I think, you know, not sort of, blown smoke up my own backside but it's the experiences that i have i can then pass down to the guys in the reserves and yeah. you know they're always happy and welcoming of it so yeah 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 so about 17 years all in all 
yeah, yeah. in the regular. Yeah. And how is it so once a month you have to do stuff with the reserves? Uh, I once a week I go every Wednesday night oh, okay. if I can, and then most weekends. So yeah. you know you do about one or two weekends a month. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it was less than that for some reason. Like it was it, just all. What's good with them is you can do as much or as little as you want. Okay. Um, that's a benefit of it, if that makes sense. So you know you, you know you 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 apply yourself when you're there, and then when you're not there, you can kind of go, yeah, okay. I mean. I'm in a role now, so with them, um, I kept the same rank as when I left. So, you know, I, I've still got a bit of stuff in the background I have to do with the lads and stuff like that, you know, paperwork, reports, that sort of stuff. But um, you can just cut off from it if you need to. Yeah. Like, like I usually give myself August this month to not do as much with them. It's nice to have a bit of a, a break and go, right, concentrate on civvy work, concentrate on other things. And then September, get back into it. So. Mm. And obviously, you got your ice hockey as well, mm-hmm. which I know is another big, big passion of yours. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, play for a team called the Elks, and I now play for a team, uh, Northwest Lions, which is another uh, recreational team, uh, which is a mixture of all the teams in like mainly the Northwest, and uh, we come together just for, um, you know, exhibition games, charity games, that sort of stuff. Um, again, really enjoy it. Great bunch of lads. Um, that play for the team, they're always supportive as well. They think I'm a bit mad for all the running. Uh, they weren't they weren't as thankful for the Snowden thing as, as uh, a lot of other people were, I think, because I was absolutely knackered the other Wednesday trying to play. Um, I couldn't play at all. And we did lose uh, by a few goals. And obviously, yeah. that, being the goalie, that's like, yeah, nice one, cheers, Dave. Yes. But no, they were all good. They were all, they were all good about it. They were all like, you know, well, they understand it. And I have told them I'm going to have a couple of weeks off um, just to rest up and come back and start playing again. But uh, yeah, it's another another big pastime. And, I, you know, love it. It's a, it's a good, fast sport. Um, you got to be fit to play it, especially when you're wearing all that kit. So, you know, heavy legs, heavy legs. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've obviously I've ice skated before. I used to do loads of like rollerblading as, as a kid, and I played just like you know hockey out, out mm-hmm. in the streets and what have you. So yeah, I can imagine it's a it's a good sport to play. I used to play a game, and my the team I was always on the computer playing with uh, Pittsburgh Penguins when Mario yeah, when Mario Lem- Lemieux is that yeah his number name? 66 yeah one yeah. of the legends wasn't he yeah, yeah he was uh, yeah. he was like the man so yeah um, Wayne Gretzky all there and that was sort of my era as well probably. okay um, I couldn't even name half the players who play in the NHL now um, I oh. always remember the older players um, but yeah it's just one of those sports I'd recommend anyone who's never seen it before go and watch a game Mm. Um, you know whether you've been to football rugby anything you go and watch ice hockey and you know you see these sort of big lads throwing themselves around the ice um, at speeds that they go at and then you know you know they'll shoot a puck and you know pucks can reach up to like 80 miles an hour you know you know towards the goals and yeah you, you just you think that's a lot of skill a lot of time goes into it so yeah yeah it's an exciting exciting sport as well it can be violent you know I can't lie but so can rugby um, but yeah you know, usually get a couple of fights or something during a game, but um, you're all padded up though, so no, oh, you're all padded up. Oh, yeah, it doesn't get it. Trust me, I get more bruises that like, you don't even notice about, and then you take your pads off and go, How did I get that? How do I get a bruise there? And oh, well, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, it's because it's you're the one stuck in the, in the way of that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that going at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Like, yeah, I, I ain't going in that when I play football, so you never get me <laughs> in a hockey thing, no way. <laughs> 
But I go on, you, you just go, mate, go on. I, I... <laughs> I think that's what I was doing on Wednesday. I was just like, yeah, go on, because I couldn't move. I was just like, yeah, yeah I can have it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, well, and the thing is, as you, you know, you're growing, that's something you, you definitely need for ice skating just in general, isn't it? That's oh, all, of course. That sort of movement. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you, you've got to be able to slide all over the ice and the net and wear these pads and, you know, jump up and down as fast. It just wasn't happening for me. Um, really wasn't. So. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. But when I'm on my game, I usually put up a good show. Yeah. So it all works out well. Um, I mean, like, do you guys still play football? Do you play football still? Or do you just... Just a past time? Uh, I used to. Yeah? Yeah, I've done about 28 years playing. I only gave up end of last year. Yeah, the, the old knees ain't, ain't what they used to be. Yeah, no lot for you. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't recover quick enough anymore. I, I was always, like, the quickest one along the wing. And as soon as I lost that speed, that was it. My game was over. Do you do you think it's the running that's done it, or do you think it's the football? Because a lot of people say to me when I say, "Oh, I think I might need to stop playing hockey, maybe in a year's time or whatever." They're like, "Oh no, no! If you stop the running, you'll have." And I'm like, "Well, actually, the running I think kind of helps a little bit." Um, yeah, you know, for me, I'd say it was a football. It was all that twisting and stuff like that. Yeah, but I must admit, road running. I don't enjoy much anymore because mm-hmm. I feel that the impact of that I feel on my knees whereas I can run trails and stuff and I'm okay yeah but I do yeah. think <laughs> to some you know road running does have that effect on you I think yes yeah yeah it's got you you start to feel it a lot I remember using a lot of ice, more ice packs than <laughs> I do when I'm running trails or even mountains because it's softer ground it's just a lot mm-hmm. softer ground and then you know as you know yourself you know road, road running is terrible for it um, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, like I say, with the last year's um, you know, pandemic, the only available places were to run on the road. So it just happened to it's bit I've never used trainers with big soles. I've only just got myself a set of assets with really thick soles, you know, padded gelled soles. I used to run with like really flat ones. Um and I've moved to them now and I've like actually for road running. Fantastic. Fantastic. I don't get as much many problems now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've got some Asics of it, Nova Blast for the roads. Mm. And like I said, real thick, like bouncy sole. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think in terms of running the roads, as long as you, you have the right footwear, I think it's okay. And you're sensible with upping your, dis- your distance. Because mm. if, you, if you think about it, like back in the day, our ancestors used to like just run all day to can kill a deer because that was the only way they could do it like just keep running and eventually the thing will just collapse because it'll die of heat, heat exhaustion so we're obviously designed to do it but just modern life we're all sitting down all the time so <laughs> I, think, I think that's where a lot of the injuries come from because we're just a bit too more comfortable now yeah yeah oh, that's yeah, it our yeah, postures yeah. and our chairs and stuff yeah yeah um, a lot of leaning forward, a lot of injuries now, I believe, is neck injuries. People get neck strain a lot, and it's due to looking at your phone too much. <laughs> due to looking down, apparently, like a lot of neck strain injuries come from that. And I was like, oh, wow, I've never really thought of that. So, the way people drive cars, they drive forward with a head off the seat. If you drive back, apparently, it's better for you. But I'm no health expert. So, if anyone messages me in two months' time, I go, I've got a neck strain because I was driving my car. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's what I've been told, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I think we're just a bit too comfortable with a lot of things. It's nice to get out of the comfort zone now and again. 
yeah. and uh, sort of you know people are sort of listening to this going oh you know I, I'm very comfortable doing my 5k then you know what go out there and do 7k on Friday and just break that comfort zone a little bit yeah stop, or, break, stop, break, stop breaking your times yeah or again if you just do run the roads get on the trails exactly yeah yeah that different experience you know so yeah so good Dan, have you got any other questions you wanted to? Uh, yeah, I was going to go back to your yep. your Snowden challenge. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you know you've done other challenges in the past, so I just wonder mm-hmm. what else you've you've previously done. Yeah, so I've done um, a couple of triathlons. Again, they were more sort of off the pulse and um, impulsive things. Um, I've done the snowman, uh, not the snowman, sorry, the, the slate man triathlon, and that is over Thamberis and a bit of Snowden. Totally loved it, apart from the bike, which happens to be the longest part. You, you guys know about triathlons. And um, my first one I did, like I said, it was off the cuff. I thought, I'm a good swimmer. I'll be fine. Um, I've swam lakes before. I've done like Bala Swim. If anyone knows about Bala Lake, I've swam Bala Lake. Which that, that was always good fun. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I can run up a mountain. I'll be all right. Um, cycling, I thought, yeah, I'm all right. You still paid around. No, I'll be okay. Um, I lent a bike off a friend who was about five foot one. So the bike was totally out of proportion to me. And uh, I got onto that bike and I was so happy to get off it in the end. So happy. My legs were in bits, my back, everything was, I was, I'd never want to see a bike again. I'm not going to lie to you. And then the year after I signed up for the, for the Slateman um, Savage, which is you do a sprint triathlon on Saturday and then the full triathlon on the Sunday. And that's where I, I was raising money for um, Kirk Sargent again. Um, I actually got a bike, I bought a bike for this. Um, but I thought, you know, I had the, I, I was in work in the office, very fortunate. Um, again, I was still in the forces then, so you could put your bike in the office and have it on one of those, you know, you put your wheel on it and you, you sit there. So I took my chair away. Now I'm going to sit at my desk riding my bike. Doing that for a long time. Again, done the swim, fine. Got on the bike, hated it. Hated the whole thing. Absolutely hated it. Two days, hated it. Um, I think I sold it about two weeks later and said, I'm never doing that again. Um, all in all, the triathlons are great, especially when you're racing for, for a charity. But um, yeah, so I've done them. Um, I've kayaked, I've been part of a team that kayaked the whole Welsh coast. So you kayak the whole Welsh coast. Whoa. Um, all in all, we did it in nine days. We had to split the split the time down but between two years because of the tides and everything. We, we, we kind of caught it the wrong bit. And I've kind of suffered with back injuries before. So as you can imagine, sea kayaking is not like the, the best thing for that. So I had to sort of leave after the second day um, because of my back. And I was like, you know, I'm, I, I need to rest it. I can't sort of finish it. And the guys cracked on for two more days, I think it was. But then the tide and everything, the weather just changed. There was no way they were getting out of anywhere. So the year after, met up again and we kayaked the rest of it. And we went from north to south. Um, we start from Anglesey, finished in St. David's, which is right down the bottom, you know, sort of... Um, down in South Wales, and it was fantastic, honestly. And what was so nice about it, I mean, I'm, I'm very much into the ocean wildlife. The, the, I absolutely adore it, love it. Um, first day back on that second year, um, we had dolphins come up and swim right next to the boats, right next to us, like literally just coming out of the water, and it was just amazing. Anyone who's ever been to sea kayaking before, tell you, you see the wildlife, um, and it's just so worth it. Um, that was a big one. That was a challenge which really pushed me and went, do you know what? If you, it's six, seven hours a day on the boats in the water. Um, luckily, the, the weather was, was kind enough 
and the tides were kind enough so we could we could manage it um but i had shoulders like the hulk afterwards i'm not gonna lie as well as a mini mini hulk but i had i had definitely mu- muscle definition after the end of that um and again that's another thing i'd suggest to anyone if you ever want to go out and you know go out in the water um around anglesey anything like that whether it be on a boat or sit on kayak or yeah, everyone just just go and see just go around it's such a beautiful place it really is especially when the poor boys the dolphins are like just basically bouncing by your boat which i've had a few times but it was just special i think on that second one it was like you know what it's why we're doing it it's what we want to do and yeah it was good um and yeah i've, I've done various things sort of army wise a lot of skiing um that sort of stuff norway austria things like that a lot of nordic skiing still a lot of that which does help with running um uh been part of a team at kayak and walk the river seven so uh, the whole of river seven um that was that was good i think we did that in about six days yeah, we did it in about a week i think so first day was walking and we split um the, the route it was like 45 miles um there were six of us so we split it between, between two split the distance and then kayak for the for most of the remainder really and walked the last day so yeah so i've done big challenges before um usually as a team more than anything. Um, so it was nice to get out and do the Snowden thing because, you know, I thought of it, designed it, planned it and went, yeah, this one's for me, this basically. So, yeah. yeah, yeah is, there, is there anything on the bucket list that you really want to, you'd like to do? Um, next year was going to be the big one, I think. Um, you know, the, the mountains, I've done a lot of free peaks and Welsh free peaks, the National, the Yorkshire's. Um, I think we spoke about it last year and I'd love to run the entire length of the three peaks, including the mountains. Um, Nina will probably kill me if I do that, I think, or if anything, she, she says, I'm like, you know, I'm just like, I can't sit still. Um, so she knows if I go, oh, this is the last one. She'll be like, just look at me, roll her eyes and go, yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that, that's the plan. I sort of got to a lot of the planning of it. I've got the routes. I've got everything sorted, what you need for the day. Um, but there's so many people that go out there and do so many different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gentleman at the moment. I, I do follow him. I unfortunately I forgot his name. Terrible with names. Um, he's out there running the whole of the UK right now. Um, you know, every day he's literally putting in, I don't know how many miles it is, but it's over a marathon a day. And, you know, I see runners that I follow on Instagram have been running with him. And it's just like, oh, I've missed my chance because he's ever ran through the, the yeah. you know, on Like, oh, I've missed my chance. But um, yeah, yeah, people do some amazing things. It was about Reese Jenkins. That is that him, yeah. Yeah, him. he did yeah. um he's finished now. He did he was doing yeah. um John O'Groats to Land's End, but also summiting the three peaks en route. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he finished it last week. I think he set a new new record time for it. It's just it's just amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, well, like, you know, Ross Daly swimming everywhere. Aquaman, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> things like that. Um, you know, the Iron Cowboy, people like that. You just look and go, how do these? How do you do it? And then you go, they're only human. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They they have a lot of time and effort into what they do, but if they can achieve <laughs> that, we can achieve other things. So things part of me thinks that's like one of the good things that came out of like the lockdowns last year, because obviously all the races got cancelled, and then you've got all these people who've trained for race that they can't do but then they've also got these things in the back of their minds like setting fastest known times for things or you know trying to you know just raise the bar a bit and Mm -hmm. you look at all the big you know like the the big rounds or the the long distance 
past so many of them got broken last year mm-hmm. and yeah I, I was thinking even just you know for a lot us like you know the weekend warriors people have been going out you know doing you know bob graham paddy buckley all these different rounds and what have you it's just like yeah so that is a positive that's come out of it yeah i think anyway oh definitely definitely um and i love that by the way as well that weekend warriors thing that you you guys are starting to do again i think it just says that you know it gets people to go yeah i, I want to do something different and i want to be part of that and if anything it's going to encourage others to do the same not maybe the same challenge or event or whatever but it goes oh do you know what i want a bit of that and you know the 5k fridays great idea great idea it just gives you that you know if you've not been running a week you go do you know what only 5k really i mean you know my 5k can be different to someone else's 5k but it's still the same distance rather than you know doesn't matter what the time is and I just think it just helps a lot of people. I've had people, friends say to me that since I started my little running journey again, um, you know, they've upped their game a bit. Uh, an officer I used to serve with, good friend of mine now, he messaging me now and again, goes, just been on my morning run, asking me for trainer advice. You know, I'm no expert, I'm no pro, but he looks at it and goes, you put a lot of miles in, what do you run with? And I go, I'll wear these. And he goes, right, well, I'm going to give them a go. So mm-hmm. I think the running community as a whole or that type of sort of community as a whole it's a great thing to be in because it's very supportive and it's very um uh what would i say not sort of chauvinistic it, you know you, you you just get on with it you just want to help other people out yeah you might be racing them one day in a marathon or a certain race but do you know what you'll all high five at the end and there'll be smiles and well done for achieving that rather than, than to be this animosity that we don't you see in a lot of sports um yeah. do you know what i mean so yeah, I think I think that's why this sort of community, especially you know your guys, the wild runners, is a great thing to be part of. Really is. Can't fault it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one good thing from the lockdown because obviously we only, we started in July last year, so that was you know we we had a, quite a few people surprised us saying um, like messages privately about thanking us because it's you know it saved them with their mental health and stuff. Oh, definitely. We've had like a couple of Zoom calls, and we call them with people that have opened up to us. And you, you kind of like you take a step back and think, Jesus, you know, we've actually helped a lot of people by something that we originally just set up, you know, is to get people accountable. Mm-hmm. You don't realise just how much some people rely on it for other other reasons. Oh, definitely. And the mental health thing is a definite, um, definite one either to run in or just being part of a group like the wild runners because um myself you know i, I started opening up about it myself is a you basically like i tag rocks recovery now and again um unfortunately you know being part of the the military especially from 2001 i sort of joined right at the time of when it all kicked off in the middle east and you know i've done my time over and over um out there um so i have unfortunately come away with some mental scarring as well as physical scarring and you you have to adapt and deal with that in certain ways but uh one which was put on to me was rock to recovery and um you know i have been getting help i have been chatting to people about it and um, yeah it's not a ptsd is what people would think i think it's a way that you act you were uh, the way that you do business day to day you know it's um certain things can affect you um, the way that you interact with people is one um, I like to think that I'm quite chilled out and quite polite. However, you know, 
I can have really bad days and like we all can but the trouble is my bad day is a really bad day and if you're in you know the vicinity of when I'm like that I can be not a very nice person so I've had I've been taught ways and certain sort of methods of dealing with that um and yeah it's just one of those things but for me um the first thing that we addressed was that I was running to get away from it all um rather than just enjoying it it was a way to get you know get away from everything and sort of how to how to you know sort of subdue the demons if that makes sense and um so one thing that the uh, gentleman that was helping me said like no let's get that let's do other stuff and you can go back to the running for the enjoyment of it as well as the physical release the endorphins that are released which do help the brain but he was like you know let's get you back so you can enjoy the running as well as having the mental um stimulant for it as well so yeah it, it does help it really does so yeah yeah so a lot of th- a lot of people i think <clears throat> for men as well we for years we haven't opened up i think it's really good now how it is in the mainstream where a lot of men are opening up mm-hmm. um i don't know what like you got for yourself but for me it was like over the phone so mm-hmm. i i had no idea who i was chatting to um but then you, you kind of open up about things that you thought you'd never tell people yes yeah <clears throat> and it, it's amazing how how different you feel that weight coming off your shoulders when you open up about certain things mm-hmm. i and definitely like think there's a bit of a stigma like you say you know men do not open up as much yeah um, whether they see it as a weakness or a downfall however um that can be a bad thing not talking about stuff it can be can lead to a lot of lot of horrible things it can lead, you know it can you can go to drink or substance abuse because of that and because you don't feel like there's another way out um you, you can go to violence because that may be a certain way maybe a way of put certain people are tuned in um so talking like say over the phone or skype or zoom or yeah. just being part of a group <clears throat> does help so yeah, yeah gonna say, even like, like say from having people open up to us you know you don't have to be professionals mm-hmm. you know just just generally talking to people people have got the time now and they realize that it is important so i think like even anyone who's listening to this like, i'd like to think you know they yes. could contact any of us <clears throat> direct and we would you know happily help them out and you know like i said we're not professionals but you know we, we can listen and we can help you out in in other ways oh definitely definitely i think for me like you're saying i had that sort of thing of no i i don't need help i don't need um there's nothing wrong though i clearly knew that there was um but i was like no i'm all right you know i'm not this you know the, the stereotypical the car backfires and you jump over the hedge which you know everyone seems to think that's what ptsd is or whatever um you want to call it um for me it was and please, you know, whoever's listening or whoever's had help like yourself and don't say it's the wrong way. But for me, I, I didn't want to speak to someone who'd never been through the same experiences, if that makes sense. Now, that's that, that's quite a big brush to start with because everyone has their own things that they have PTSD yeah. for, car crashes, you know, deaths of family, this like this. However, I want to speak to basically someone who'd been on tour, someone who'd been in the military, you know. And then it was Nina that actually said, right, I found these people this this organization you, you i want you to talk to him it was her that basically said you, you're going to do this or we're not going to survive and i said fine and it was one of the best things i did to be fair um apart yeah. from your wedding 
Oh, of course, apart from the wedding. Well, <laughs> if it wasn't, I, I can tell you now, if it was if it wasn't for Rock to Recovery, there would not be a wedding. I can I can yeah. probably guarantee that. So yeah, um yeah, I, I actually sent uh, the gentleman who I'd been talking to a WhatsApp picture of us outside the church, and he he said something to me, and I, and, I, and I'll say this to anyone that whatever you're doing, so if it's a big challenge, a big big event, you're planning on something, he said, picture yourself one minute after you've done that challenge, task, wedding, whatever. How happy? So you've got to work everything. You've got to work so hard to get to that point, but the one minute after you've finished that event, that that challenge, that whatever that happiest moment that's where you've got to picture yourself when you're going through all the bad times and i sent him a picture of us outside the church saying this is my one minute and he was oh, so made up to he yeah. was so made up to hear that he really was you know because yeah um and i'll say that to anyone just just pitch yourself that one minute after you've done one minute but how you pitch yourself after that challenge after that event after that thing you're going through you know it could be anything trying to clear debt trying to you know, go through hard times in life, but pitch yourself when you're through through that moment, and that's what you need to strive to be at. And there, you know, it does work. Yeah, mm. definitely. I like that. Mm. Remember that. That's about as much wisdom as you're getting from me, and that was yeah. That's it. So that's that's it. it now. That's it. The knowledge yeah. bomb's been dropped now, has it? <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Yeah. Um. I mean. Dan, I'm all out of questions. Have you got anything else you wanted to talk about? I think that's it. Yeah. For the, yep. Well, in, we? Yeah. So, well, Dave, you, you probably know what's what's coming. You know, with mm-hmm. four questions we ask, um, yeah. we ask everyone. Cool. Um, cool. So, first one is, um, you know, what is your favourite brand of, of running gear? Um, for me, it's got a bit of, it's mixed between two. It's Innovate and um, Asics. I absolutely love both sets of trainers and they they serve a different purpose yeah road running assets for um for for trail anything like that it's innovate all yeah. the way and um, definitely you know and obviously there's all these other great brands as well um you know like you know buff and for hey you know so many you could mention but for trainers it's definitely them too yeah cool so if you were stuck on a on a desert island what one piece of exercise equipment would you take and you can already run on the desert island Ah, see, I thought about this question long and hard as uh, you'll get from the answer. Now, it says exercise equipment, right? So I was a bit like, does it have to be gym? Nah, it doesn't, does it? So I actually thought an axe, right? Because, because I'm on a desert island, so I'm going to need something to cut wood, which is good exercise. I can then make a target, and then I can throw the axe at the target. And I was like, you know what? Sorted. It's, 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 you know, a good tool, and it's a Good bit of equipment which I'll work out with. So I was like, oh, I'll take an axe. This is the yeah. military coming out, you know. Yeah, it's isn't it? be, so, hasn't it? There's you know. no other, no one else would come out with it. There's the kettlebells <laughs> and stuff like that. I can't hunt with a kettlebell and I can't I can definitely can't like you know cut wood with with a dumbbell. So I was like, yeah, it'd be an axe. Yeah. Heavy axe, definitely. Yeah. I like it. Um the next question is um, what do you listen to when when you're out on a run? Oh, I have a broad mix of uh, music and i'm pretty sure if anyone follows my feed they have heard some absolutely horrendous music coming out of there um i go from things like uh i can it depends on what i'm doing but it can go from cat stevens um leonard skinnard to bands such as suicide silence and slipknot things like that it all depends on what i want to achieve on the day and the mood i'm in so if i want to run really fast get really into it you know 
be on the trails. It will be something heavy. It will be definitely something that's going to keep me going. Then if I'm just on a really nice sort of run, you know, a nice 5K, it could be anything like, say, Cat Stevens, uh, just really sort of chilled out pace music. So, right. yeah, anything like that. I have a very sort of a big sort of mix. Um, the last question is um, what one bit of advice would you give to a new runner uh, be persistent and be very patient because if you try and if you try and compare yourself to people that you sort of follow or people you aspire to be um, it takes a lot longer to get to a good standard I believe because you are always judging yourself on that on other people's performances where if you take the time to look at yourself and go, this is my six month plan. Like I had a year's plan, that's six months to a year. This is the distance I want to be able to cover. Um, you know, I went from 5K to 10K to a half marathon to Snowden. That's how I worked it. And that's how I wanted to, to sort of strive towards. Yeah, I looked at all the things, you know, like, you know, Tommy Rives, people like that. And you go, he's a sub 220 marathoner. Do you know what I mean? wow, that's some standard. That took me years to achieve that. Mm -hmm. So don't compare yourselves to the absolute, you know, immense runners, ultra runners. Look at how, be, be realistic when you're training, in your time scale and everything and run well, basically. Don't always break yourself. Yeah. Have, have, have five great runs or good runs and then have one great run if that makes sense. So do five good, solid runs. If you have a bad run, don't worry about it. But always say once a month, go, I'm going to push myself. And you go, oh, I can achieve that now. Great, right, write that down. Yeah, happy with that. And then go again the next month. Um, but don't compare yourself to anyone else. Just be patient and you'll get there. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, have you got any questions you want to ask either me or Dan? For me, I think it's one that everyone sort of else asks is 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 where is Wild Runners going? Um, basically, how do you see it going in the future? Because it's something that a lot of people are following now and it's becoming a big thing, you know, from what we see, I think. So is there going to be opportunities to meet up? Is there going to be things that you guys want us to all do? You know, because I know we're kind of all over the UK, aren't we, at the moment? You know, like as a, as a Wild Runners group, I know you guys are the, mm. the, the, the mould that holds it all together, but you know, is there plans for it to expand or, you know, go other places? Uh, well, first off, everyone sign up for the September Challenge because it's for a very good cause. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely, you know, everyone do that. Um, I'd, mate, I, I, I want to do some meetups. Like, um, I'd like to, I mean, if, if you were doing, um, where is it? Dirty that Weekend. Race, yeah, Rat Race Dirty Weekend next year. That was, That'll be a good one. Um, if we can, maybe do the summer wolf run next mm -hmm. year. So again, an obstacle course. Um, but I'd be happy just to say, look, if anyone's got a free weekend, if you want to arrange camping in the Peak District, that's like in the middle of the country. If anyone wants to do a, a run or a hike, like I know the area at the back of my hand, I'm happy to, to take people on one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's ever going to, pay our mortgages or anything like that is it you know we're still waiting for the sponsorships that you know yeah. which ain't coming in um but no i mean yeah that's what i'd like to see see happening what, what about you done yeah well we done snowden didn't we last year 
yeah. as, a, as the group. Um, obviously, with COVID, it's been hard. We haven't wanted to plan anything and then have to rearrange stuff. So, I mean, for me, I'd like to do, like Colin, like some weekends where we, you know, don't even have to be a, a professional event or anything like that. We can just all meet up, you know, go for a trek somewhere or go for a run or, or anything like that. Uh, obviously, we do um, we do a training every other weekend. That's like obstacle course training. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard because everyone's all over the country. So it is very hard to try and plan plan anything. I mean, for me personally, I think it'd be really nice if we could, you know, eventually do some trail run series. Um, you know, once we, if we started getting some financial benefits from it, we could then plan some proper proper runs and that would be quite mm-hmm. nice. Um, and obviously we, we've got the cloven as well. We've, we're going to open that up again. So we've looked into some, some other stuff like some hoodies and some, some more winter stuff. Um, but obviously we don't do anything for profit. It's all, you know, a lot of what we get, we, we donate to charity. Um, Cause we never, we never set this up to make money. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just nice to meet people and, and hearing words like what you said, how we've helped you and stuff like that, that's, that's more, means a lot more to us than the money. Mm-hmm. Unless everyone wants to give me some money, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we're waiting for these big sponsors, like Colin said, to, to come in yeah. and, and back us. And then, you know, that'd be Just nice. Be persistent. And I'm sure it will come in the end because, uh, yeah, why wouldn't it? Hey, why wouldn't it? Uh, maybe set up your own races. Like a mixture of a marathon with a uh, an obstacle. So I know so many of you are into your obstacle course racing, and have it like I don't know, like a team event or something, and then do it as a wild run over. I'm giving you ideas. I should be patterning this myself. I need to be writing all this <laughs> stuff down myself. Um, do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, something like that. You never know. You might. Yeah. If you think, if you think of the following that you've got, um, and you said right, we've designed a race. I, I, there must be so much that goes into it. Insurance areas to book. Blah blah. You know. But I think people will be up for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I thought would be nice, like I said, just doing like a trail run in the Peak District camping. Then, yeah, if you want to come along, come along. Oh, definitely. I'll get, get shit face in the evening. Yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah obviously do the run or the trek first because yeah. <laughs> running and, and trekking on the hangover ain't, ain't fun. <laughs> yeah, I've done enough of that in my time. Yeah, likewise, likewise, mate. <laughs> um, well, where can we, where can people find you if they don't already follow you, Dave? What's it, like your social um, media handles? So, you know, I, I use the Running Elk um, name on Instagram. Um, I'm Dave Blackburn on Facebook. And then apart from that, really, I don't really sort of use a lot anything. I say a lot of people have said about the name, the Running Elk, and that's just because of the ice hockey thing, really. And sort of COVID, you know, because I've started running again. So I thought, you know, put a little uh, little name on it. and might, you know, get a few people looking in for the challenge. So it is really just running out called Dave Blackburn on um, on Facebook. And that's that's really me. I don't really use Facebook quite a lot. Um, there's a lot on there, which I just think uh, I got annoyed with. And yeah. I just sort of went, you know what I mean? I sort of like definitely downsized my, uh, my sort of list on there, um, you know, over a lot of things last year. And I was like, right, I need to like sort of, chill out with that um but instagram i always find good as it is you yeah know, you kind of see what you want and you can kind of um follow who you need to and and all the rest it's usually more good stuff that comes out of there so yeah i'm 
probably going to yeah. get sued by Facebook now, but <clears throat> so we, we agree with you. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Rich, you actually just reminded me, so we did put some questions out for people. I've, I've totally oh. forgotten uh, about okay. that, and we, we have had some. Um, oh. So, uh, Gaz Ed, I believe he's someone you know. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, one of the players, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's basically got no question, just love from a teammate of his. Uh, he's a great, great fella. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? Hey, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make sure I uh, wash, his, wash his kit. When, yeah. uh, when I, oh, it's, that's very nice. He's a, he's, a great, he's a great friend and a good teammate. Very good to have on the team, yeah. So that's, that's lovely to be. Um, and then Bedford Daddy uh, is asking um, why why they're running out. So I'm assuming obviously that's your name, which you kind of yeah, like I said, uh, said before, just then it's um, because uh, it was just sort of came about, and I'm not the only person in the team that sort of does any fizz, but um, I just thought it was a nice little twang to it, and I was like, yeah, I'll go with the running out, and it did catch on. Um, as in, like you know, if anyone sort of said about me challenge or anything, um, they. Leak literally link that name. There's not many people I don't think are called the Run and Elk on Instagram, so they literally found it quite straight away and were yeah. able to um to donate and stuff to the challenge. Where if it was my name or just Dave something, they'd have been like searching forever. So it, it worked out quite well. Mm. Uh, and the last uh, question was by um Stripe Knight. Um, how much did your experience in the services inspire you? Uh, to do challenges, I take that is, or to... I'm, I'm assuming so, yeah, or you know, just you know, with with your running in general, um, yeah. hasn't really gone into much context. Um, like I mean, I think that's a that's a good question actually. Yeah, it's it's one of them. I think it gives you that sort of motivational tool to go. Yeah, I want to keep doing something and keep active. Um, and like I said to you guys offline before, um, you know, you can go to some pretty dark places when you're on races or challenges or whatever. And whatever it could be, whether it was kayaking whales or running up a, a mountain so many times, um, I do kind of revert back and go, I've been to worse places in my life. I've experienced a lot more pain, if that makes sense. Mainly some of it I've put through myself or somewhere I've had to had to do it to you know promote or be on a course or whatever. So I always look back at those times and go, yeah, I'm here and I can get through this, you know. It definitely, there was definitely times where I pushed my body to the extreme. Um, so yeah, it's it's always been a good experience for me. And again, um, any younger listeners out there who were sort of thinking ever go for a, a you know a, a career in the military, I I would always recommend it. I'd never um, sort of I'd I'd never be negative about the forces. There are negative parts, but I will never be negative or you know, not say to anyone, go and do it because it, it was a great time for me. So, yeah. There's negative parts to any career though, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, nice one, mate. Thank you very much for, um, for coming on. It's been great, great chatting to you. Thanks. And, Thank um, you for having me. And, um, you know, good luck with um, any future challenges that you've got. Thank you. I look forward to um, doing more with the Wild Runners. Definitely yeah. do. Yeah. Cool. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, it's been cool. great. Thank you. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Hey.